Okay, everything's plugged in, microphones dusted off, push record, let's get going. Lift off and the clock has started. Welcome to 20 Minutes You'll Never Get Back. My name is still Doug Prezak. And, uh, you know, if you're listening to this, thank you very much for coming back. I always get kind of nervous if I take a week or two off that no one's going to come back. I don't have that many listeners to begin with. And uh, if you find folks listening now didn't come back, well, then apparently I'm just doing this for my cat who's sitting here next to me watching me. Uh, First things first, I hope everybody had a safe Christmas and a happy new year. And speaking of new year, my uh, podcasting host sends out a a year in review. Here's your stats email with what my podcast did in 2021. It's a little humbling when they include the phrase, bless your little heart. Thanks for trying. (laughs) But briefly, here's what 20 minutes you'll never get back look like in 2021. For openers, what was the top episode? Well, apparently you all must really like your champagne because Tales of the Bubbly was the most popular episode. It was published back on June 18th, and I have no idea why I did that in June instead of January. Much love goes out to the top city downloading all of this stuff. In 2021, episodes of 20 Minutes You'll Never Get Back were downloaded 753 times by people in Lincoln, California. (laughs) Lincoln, California, you all rock. Uh, in 2021, 20 minutes, so you'll never get back, published 16 hours of content over 47 episodes. That's 969 minutes or 58,187 seconds of time you all gave to me. I appreciate it. And this stat was uh, kind of an ouch moment. They tried to make it sound really supportive. The report said in 2021, 20 minutes, you'll never get back, were downloaded 3,117 times thanks to all of your loyal listeners. Well, you know, they were right. You guys are all my loyal listeners, and I appreciate every one of you. I really do. But, uh, you know, I I felt really good about 3,100 downloads, and then I did the math. Let's see, 3,117 downloads divided by 365 days. Yeah, that comes out to be 8.5 downloads a day. Wait, wait, wait. On the bright side, this podcast was heard in 67 different countries. So, so there you go. Uh, my props personally go out to uh, Chile, Germany, Netherlands, Australia, France, UK, Sweden, Canada, and Austria. You are all the top countries with 1,200 downloads. All right, people. Now, you know, it's. I think we need to bump that number up. Okay, that should be a resolution for 2022. So here's what you need to do. Tell your friends, please. <laughs> they must have 20 minutes they can give up. It's free. Heck, I, it costs me to post this every month. So come on, do your part. <laughs> Find a friend, make them, make them listen. And speaking of new listeners, you regulars know that we finally got Vermont to join the listening club. And my goal for this year is to get Rhode Island to join. So Rhode Island, it's the ocean state. It's 37 miles wide, 48 miles long. It's the 13th state admitted to the union. And the 2020 population was 1.09 million people. Surely one of them has 20 minutes to waste. Maybe one of you listeners in Massachusetts, you know, drive south to Rhode Island, go into a Starbucks and download an episode. You know, that bubbly one was pretty popular. All right, enough of all of that. So what's up with this episode? Well, during the break, a couple of things popped into my head that I don't get. You know, are you really surprised by this? You shouldn't be. You know, stuff I see, stuff I hear that kind of makes me go, what? 
Well, it all started with this. And more and more people I see on the street or even characters on TV shows are embracing the French tuck. Now, for those few unaware, the French tuck is the style where someone tucks the front of their shirt into their pants, but not the back. <laughs> yeah, despite the name, France did not invent the French tuck. So, France, you're off the hook on this one. It's also called the half tuck or the one hand tuck. I call it stupid. That's right. I said it. I call it stupid. It looks like you were getting dressed and you got interrupted by the doorbell when the Amazon delivery guy was leaving a package. Now, I wondered about this phenomenon, so you know what I did. That's right. I'm still doing it. I did some research so you don't have to. My hope is that this actually doesn't cause you to start only tucking in half of your shirt. Well, here's what the fashionistas say. Try a French tuck when you're wearing a top that's a little too loose to be fully tucked or when a full tuck feels too constrictive. Come on. They add that the French tuck can define your waistline while still allowing for the drape effect of a longer, looser top, giving you the best of both worlds. <laughs> when done right, a French tuck leaves a shirt or sweater loose in the back, balancing the proportions of the outfit. There is also a site that provides, no, I'm not kidding in this, there's a site that provides a how to do a French tuck. Now, <laughs> I don't want to disparage anybody, but if you don't know how to only tuck in half of your shirt, then there's no hope for you. But okay, I'm going to play along. Hey, experts, how do I do a French tuck? The French tuck is very simple. There's a few tricks to making sure it doesn't turn out sloppy. <laughs> Start with a shirt. French tucking is meant for loose-fitting floaty tops and oversized knits paired with high-waisted denims and skirts. Now, here's how to make the French tuck work with t-shirts, knits, button-downs, or belts. Tuck slightly off-center for a more effortless look. Use one hand to tuck your top into your preferred side and then adjust the rest of the material with both hands, letting your top drape down to the sides of the tuck. I'm not going to get through this, am I? For button-down shirts, try tucking in just one side of the shirt and letting the other hang out. What the hell? Isn't that just the same thing about t-shirt? Frankly, tucking in one side of your shirt and letting the other half hang out looks like you just came off of a bender. Oh, my God. And lastly, the French tuck is a great way to show off a statement belt if you're wearing something bulky on top, like an oversized sweater. For belted looks, try the French tuck centered, framing the belt buckle. <sighs> Clearly, it's going to be a long time before I'm invited to strut down the catwalk. But if you guys French tuck, well, good for you. I still don't get it. All right, the next thing I don't get, and I don't know if or why I should ever get it, it's cryptocurrency. Now, I don't care about cryptocurrency. I have no idea why I should care about cryptocurrency. And most importantly, I have absolutely no idea what cryptocurrency is. So reluctantly, I ventured into some research because I don't get it. And that's the title of this episode. <laughs> now, according to Forbes, Forbes.com, cryptocurrency is decentralized digital money that's based on blockchain technology. All right. There's only about five words in that sentence I understand. You know, I thought I'd check with Wikipedia to see what they say. And it was, a cryptocurrency, or crypto, is a collection of binary data which is designed to work as a medium of exchange. Individual coin ownership records are stored on a ledger, 
which is a computerized database using strong cryptography to secure transaction records, to control the creation of additional coins, and to verify the transfer of coin ownership. Cryptocurrencies are generally fiat currencies, and they are not backed by or convertible into a commodity. I say WTFFF. <laughs> I just realized now how dumb I am. I guess I don't understand English anymore. But in my quest to understand this crypto thingy, I uh, next need to learn how it works. I suspect at some point, I'm just going to have to uh, jump out of the plane and pull the ripcords. Let's, let's just see how far I get, okay? All right. How does cryptocurrency work? Well, according to Forbes and Wiki, cryptocurrency does not exist in a physical form like paper money does and is typically not issued by central authority. When a cryptocurrency is minted, really? Or created prior to issuance or issued by a single issuer, it's generally considered to be centralized. When implemented with decentralized control, each cryptocurrency works through distributed ledger technology, typically a blockchain that serves as a public financial transaction database. What? Unlike the US dollar or the euro, there is no central authority that manages and maintains the value of cryptocurrency. Instead, these tasks are broadly distributed among cryptocurrencies users via the internet. Ay, crikey's almighty. You know what? I don't care anymore. We're, we're done with that. It's time for a break. When we come back, yeah, there's a couple more things I don't get. <laughs> we'll see if I'm just as stupid about those as I am about cryptocurrency. Don't go away. Yo ho, yo ho, brushless or leather, boys, whichever you the notion. Fifty cents for shaving cream, a dollar for the lotion. Old spice means quality, says the captain to the bosun. So look for the package with the ship that sails the ocean. Yo ho, yo ho. You know, a dollar for that lotion, that's a, that's a good deal. <laughs> I don't care who you are. Uh, next on my I don't get it carousel, people driving alone in their cars wearing their face masks. I, you know, for openers, let me say this. I am pro face mask. Let's all stop the spread of COVID and all of its bajillion variations. Wear your damn mask. But I don't get this. Why wear one when you're alone in your own car? Now, if you've driven anywhere, you've probably come across that same same person alone in their car driving along with a face mask on. Well, we all understand, or at least we should understand, that it's important to use them in crowded or indoor areas, but in your own car alone? You know, the executive producer and I, we were out for a walk the other day, and two or three cars drove by with drivers all by themselves wearing their masks, and you know, we discussed the rationale, and she offered up her thoughts. I should have listened. It would have saved me a whole lot of research time. So according to tiresmeetsroads.com, yeah, that's a real thing, it turns out there's several good reasons, at least according to the people driving around with face masks on, why they do that. All right, here we go. Number one, they've just come from or are going to a place where they needed to wear one. Now, this is the most common reason. A lot of mask wearers alone in their cars just came from work or some other crowded area where they needed to wear a face mask. Most people running errands need to go into another indoor area, so keeping a face mask on between locations is just easier. Is it? <laughs> right. Number two, you have an absent-minded driver who, rather than risk forgetting to put on a face mask, simply puts one on before they head out the door 
They know they have a tendency to forget one, so driving off with one already ensures they'll have one on their face before they are confronted by a store employee or a coworker. <laughs> okay. Number three, it's cold. Face masks make good face warmers. <laughs> a lot of new face mask wearers discovered that the warm, humid environment they've created in front of their mouth can be useful when it gets cold. This doesn't explain, you know, driving masked up in the spring or summer. Number four, they're an Uber or delivery driver. Their respective parent companies all mandate drivers and passengers wear face masks while operating. So instead of taking the mask off and putting it back on between passengers, many rideshare drivers just keep them on their face while on the clock. Number five, people drive wearing their face masks to avoid touching their own mouth and nose. Now, some people habitually touch their own face, and rather than risking wiping pandemic bugs all over their face, they would rather wear a face mask as much as they can before they can wash and properly sanitize their hands. All right, I'll buy this one if you're a habitual face toucher. <laughs> wear your mask while you drive. I'll buy yourself. Number six, and how about this reasoning? Face masks give solo drivers a bit more privacy. They might want to sing alone in their car and not look like a total looney tune. Face masks have opened up a whole new world of in-car singing for the conscious and shy singers. Drivers say, sing your heart out with your face mask on. So, okay, I, I get it now. I, I understand why people wear a face mask when they're driving by themselves. And frankly, my EP was spot on with all the reasons, except for that singing one. I say, you know, take your mask off and sing own it. <laughs> Here's another I don't get it. And now you may be guilty of this or you may have suffered this, but I don't get it. You know, I drive to the grocery store or the mall. It's uncrowded. I park far away from other cars. I don't want anyone dinging my car when they fling open their car door or I want enough space, you know, to load the stuff I bought when I get back to my car. Or maybe it's just a nice day and I want to go for a nice long walk for some exercise. You get the picture. My car is parked and there is a sea of empty spaces around my car. When I return to my car and there is still a sea of empty spaces, except for that one car parked right next to me. What the hell? Why? What is the reasoning? Well, I did some more research. According to Dr. Caroline Camus and Psychology Today, here's some possible reasons. Is your car red or brightly colored? Research has found that red and other brightly colored cars attract more attention. This suggests that if you have a red or brightly colored car, it might be why people keep parking next to you. They might be simply drawn to your vehicle when they're searching for a parking space. You know, it does not explain why then they park right next to you instead of, oh, one space over. Number two, are other car owners socially oriented? It's plausible, they say, that people tend to park next to other people's cars because they like the idea of social cohesion in public. <laughs> or they might associate social cohesions with safety. They might think that parking next to another car reduces their car's chances of being broken into or crashed against it. It might explain why people tend to sit next to other people in parks, trains, and places where there's all kinds of ample space. I say, yeah, leave me alone there too. <laughs> Social cohesion. <sighs> Number three, they say, does your car fit within a positive stereotype? What? Perhaps you drive a car that other people stereotype as being driven by someone polite and considerate. <laughs> what car would that be? 
Maybe your car looks clean and well-maintained. Therefore, people imagine that parking next to it is a safer bet than parking next to a car that looks unwashed or damaged. (laughs) They might stereotype the owners of poorly maintained cars as more likely to ding their cars while opening their car door or bump the mirror when walking past. Of course, those are all stereotypes, but it might explain some parking choice decisions. Again, that's what the psychologists say, not me. And number four, are other people conforming to you? People can be influenced even in circumstances where they are not following the majority. Someone else might drive into the parking lot and think that your idea of parking somewhere empty is a great one, therefore conforming to you in the sense of staying away from the crowd. Park somewhere else. You know, if you want to be in your own sea of tranquility, drive further away. I'm sure there's more empty spaces. Why next to me? But, all right, I think I get it now. Let's let's see if I can sum it up, okay? If you don't want someone parking next to you, your car should be dinged up, primer gray, an old model car. And put a note on your windshield that says, my car is not lonely. <laughs> that should help. Now, and lastly, this is, this is the last one I don't get. And it's highly controversial. I mean, highly controversial. I'll probably get literally ones of email saying they're, they're angry with me. Some of you may be offended. If you are, I, I apologize. Some of you may stand up and cheer me for having the taquitos to say this. But here goes. I don't get why anyone gives a flying fruitcake about the Kardashians. Oh, until they go away. I've deleted the e-channel for my TV. <laughs> oh, that is going to do it. <laughs> Good to be back, isn't it? We, what have we learned? Well, we learned that apparently it's so difficult to pull off a French tuck that some people need online instructions. We learned that apparently you can make your own cryptocurrency as long as you have a blockchain. Whatever the French tuck that is, or maybe you can't, I don't know. I just, I still don't get it. And lastly, we learned if you drive a red car, someone's going to park right next to you. (laughs) That will do it for this edition of 20 Minutes. You'll never get back. Hey, look at that. I'm giving you back a minute and a half. What a great start to 2022. Time back. Thank you for coming back. After a two-week break, I appreciate it. I will talk to you next time on 20 Minutes. You'll never get back. Bye-bye. Hi, it's me again, Doug. I want to take up a couple more seconds of your time just to remind you, if you want to stay informed of when uh, the next podcast is posted, all you need to do is sign up at uh, on that Instagram machine. It's at 20MYNGB, 20MYNGB, and that means 20 minutes you'll never get back. Uh, if you sign up there, you'll uh, always see when the next podcast is uploaded. And if you want to leave some comments, by all means, please do go to the website at 20minutespodcast.com. So it's 20minutespodcast.com. And uh, you can uh, leave your comments there. It also tells you how you can be an announcer for the show. So take take a look at those two things if you like and stay informed. And I'll, as always, thank you very much for listening to uh, 20 Minutes. You'll never get back. Bye-bye.